What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of King's Code Radio. We are a movement of men that are making a choice to rise up as a king, a king unto the king of kings. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about three steps to propel your personal brand this year to get results now. All right, guys, it is a pleasure to have you listening today. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put on our business hat today. And regardless if you are a business owner, uh, a business leader, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or even uh, find yourself as an employee, uh, it does not matter. This topic today is going to be relevant to you. Uh, we are going to be talking for a moment about your personal brand. And I believe this is so critically important because of the fact that regardless, again, if you're a business owner or not, you have a personal brand and ultimately you are your brand. And because that is true, regardless of what kind of career you have, uh, whatever, it's really important to understand this. If you are a leader, and even if you're not, you still have a brand, but if you're a leader, and you are on a mission, you need to understand what we're about to talk about because this will help propel you um, in, in greater influence and favor as you do the things you've been put on this earth to do. Um, I had the privilege of speaking to a group of entrepreneurs this past week, and uh, I kind of went over these steps that we're about to dive into. Now, I'm going to keep this rather short um, and, and let you know how you can see the full version of this uh, at the end of the show. But I really want to focus on is the three core steps, three things that you have to think about, that you have to contemplate and chew on uh, if you want to move your brand, your personal brand, even your business brand forward. Because uh, a lot of people, I think, skip over the personal brand side and go straight to the, the business brand, if you will. But ultimately, there's a problem if you don't think about some of the things we're going to discuss. And that is, if you, if you don't think about the things we're about to discuss, you will end up you know, a year or two, three, four down the road and look back and go, man, I missed some critical things. And now I've got to pivot and move and shift. And I'm trying to help you avoid that. Um, that way you can get clear on the direction you're going and get clear on the message and everything you stand for. So what I want to express to you is you, what is a personal brand? A personal brand and, and it, it'd be simple. We could just say, hey, you are your brand. We could say that, but often I found that is not enough. A personal brand is not a logo. It's not a website. It's not any of those things. Uh, a personal brand is ultimately the position that you hold in the people, uh, in, in the minds of those around you. The position that you hold in the minds of those around you. Everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you don't do, everything you don't say is all forming an opinion in the minds of people around you. And therefore, those opinions will then dictate the position that you hold in their mind. Is it a good position or a bad one? Is it a mediocre one or is it a powerful one? It does not matter. Uh, they're going to form an opinion about you. And because of the fact that everyone is always judging what they're seeing, I mean, you're judging me right now, <laughs> listening to me, right? Um, I don't like the way he talks, or maybe I do like the way he talks. You're making opinions. You're forming opinions. And I will hold, and this show will hold a certain position in your mind. Okay. So that is critical knowing that moving forward. And just think about that for a moment, regardless, again, regardless of what you are actually doing in the marketplace, what kind of position are you holding 
in the minds of people around you. Now, I'm not so much talking about your family because that's going to be a little bit different, but on a professional level, on a personal level, not so much family, although that is an element to think about as well. What is the position that you think you're currently holding in the mind of those around you? Now, we're getting rid of ego and pride and all that. This is no time to get puffed up and think that you're you're bigger than what you are. This is just a reality check of what is it that people think about you. Um, and this is not a popularity contest. This is, hey, I know I've been put on this earth for a reason. And so it's important for me to take the time to think about this because if I don't hold a good position in the minds of those around me, I'm not going to be able to deliver my message to the world. I'm not going to be able to impact people around me. And so this is not something that we're just winging. This is something that we're taking the time to really think about and be strategic about it. Because again, everything that you do and don't do, say and don't say, is all establishing an opinion about you. So doesn't it make sense that we would want to be strategic about this? So quickly, I'm going to try to keep this episode on the shorter side, but quickly, I want to cover three things that you got to think about. Number one, so this is step number one, all right? Step number one is you must have a clear and simple and consistent message of who you are, what you offer, and what makes you unique. Let me, let me say that again, a clear and simple and consistent message. Now, let me stop right there. Let me, let me just stop right there. Have you ever been, whether it's in a business event or a net, uh, not a network marketing, but a networking meeting uh, where people are, you know, the common question is, okay, my name is this and this is what I do. Or, hey, what do you do? And this question is asked, you have to answer. If you find yourself giving a different answer every time, you are not clear on what it is that you do because you're not being consistent in what you do. All right. I'll give you some examples of, with um, about that in just a minute as well. But ultimately, you got to be consistent with your message because if you're not consistent, it will it will show in the confidence level in which you talk about what it is that you do and the results. Ultimately, the results that you bring. So you must have a clear, simple, and consistent message of who you are, what you offer, and what makes you unique. And ultimately, what makes you unique is often tied to the results that you bring. Uh, you can't you can't have this if you don't have clarity about your brand. You're not going to have a clear or simple or consistent message if you're not clear on <clears throat> excuse me on what your brand is about. So you have to you have to be be willing. You have to be willing to to take the time to think about this. Now this is where the the full blown presentation that I presented last week to this group of entrepreneurs would be handy. So again, I'm going to tell you how you can watch the full version of this in just a minute. But there are a series of questions that we went over. Questions like, "What do I really offer?" Stopping just for a moment and really even asking yourself this: If I was to ask you, "Hey, so and so, what do you offer?" It would be very easy. And in fact, I'll just use some of the examples that was given in this uh, this presentation I gave uh, this past week. Uh, we had business attorneys. We had coaches. We had different forms of entrepreneurs. So uh, I had someone say, well, I'm a business attorney. Okay. So I just asked, what do you offer? And you said, you're a business attorney. Is that what you offer? See what I'm saying here? So now we got we have a distinction. No, no, no. If you have somebody coming to you, and this is what I encourage the person, okay, you might be a business attorney, but what you offer is not business attorney. What are the results that you bring to the problems that they have? You're bringing peace of mind. You're bringing clarity. You're bringing all the different emotional and, I should say, 
internal and external results that you bring. And I encourage this person to get clear on that because that way you're not just saying, oh, I'm just a business attorney. So what? Okay, so you're in the Red Sea of every other business attorney. But if you can get clear on on the, the internal and external results that you bring, now you can formulate a different way to say that that is going to stand out because it sucks. I mean, let's face it, guys. It sucks when someone asks you, what do you do? You start to say it and then you get this glazed over look because, because they just don't care and because it's boring and it's just like everybody else. So you got to, if, if you want to stand out, you got to do it differently. Okay. Because otherwise you're going to blend into everybody else. So ultimately getting clear on what is it that I really offer? What is the core message that I am really expressing? What is it? And here's one that I think is so important is what do I stand for and what do I stand against? I remember speaking to a a girl that was on America's Got Talent many, many years ago, and she made it to one of the finalists and then ended up not not going further. And I asked her, you know, you got an amazing voice, but why don't you think you went further? Um, And and, and so we went through these, these different questions, right? And then we got to the point where I said, okay, well, now that the show is over, you know, you still have the momentum of being on national TV. Let's, let's take advantage of that. Right. So, but we gotta, we gotta hone down and drill down what makes you unique because your voice alone is not going to do it. And so I asked her these questions similar to what we're going over right now. And I remember asking, okay, let's take the music industry as an example, because I have other clients in the music industry. So what do you stand for and what do you stand against? And she could not answer that question. She could not answer. And I asked her, okay, well, maybe let me rephrase the question. Like, is there something in the music industry that you don't like? And she said, no. And, you know, and me, I'm like, man, I'm thinking of like 20 different things I wouldn't like if that was my industry. Um, but she couldn't. And so she blended in and she never did stand out, which was a bummer deal because she had a great voice. So you have to understand, what do I stand for? What do I stand against? If you think of your industry right now and the different industry leaders, they all have a voice, don't they? They're willing to stand, they're, they're willing to be different and stand uh, against something or stand for something, which will put a bad taste in some people's mouth. It will repel different people, but it will also attract certain people. And that is why it's important to be able to stand for something and stand against something. So I hope, I hope that's sinking in a little bit. Now, there are a series of other questions that is important uh, to, to go through. And again, I'm trying to keep this episode short, but let, now let's, let's kind of turn to step number two. In order to propel your brand forward and not have a watered-down message, you must know who your perfect client is. This is your target customer, your perfect client, um, your client avatar, so to speak. Because you, I found, and I recommend, it's better to be laser focused than shotgun focused. And I know, I think all of you know what I'm talking about. Is a shotgun, you don't really, you don't really aim. (laughs) You know, I mean, you just kind of point it at the direction you want, and it's going to hit something, right? But with a sniper, let's say a sniper focus here, laser focus. As I'm looking through the scope and in the crosshair, I am focused on that target. I am focused on the thing that I want to hit. And everything else is blacked out because I'm only looking through that scope. It is an entirely different story when you're shooting a shotgun. And if you're not clear on who you're targeting, you're going to do the shotgun approach. It's like having a bunch of different fishing lines in the in the waters hoping you'll catch something. You don't really care what, just something. But 
There's a danger in that because you will get your not perfect clients doing that and they could turn into your nightmare clients. And if you've ever had one, that sucks. So we don't want to do that. What we want to do is stay laser focused, sniper focused on the who. Who is it that we are serving? And so you do that by starting to really define who your perfect client is. I prefer the word client rather than customer, but uh, and there's a number of reasons why. Uh, I'll say that for a different episode. But ultimately, you got to know who your target is. This will cause, because let me put it this way. If you don't, if you're vague on who your target audience is, it will cause you to have a vague message. And in return, you will bring vague results. Okay. It's really the difference of standing out or blending in because we want to not blend in. That's the goal, not blend in. We want to stand out to our perfect client. And we do that by taking the time to know who our perfect client is. Now you can do some amazing types of research. You can spend time of where your perfect client hangs out. You can go to Amazon reviews, social media, Facebook groups, all these different things, right? To start gathering intel, to create your your client avatar, if you will. Now a client avatar technically and and typically is name and gender and marital status, income, occupation, beliefs, um, all those kinds of things, right? And as I explained to this group last week, I I told them like, you know, this is not going to be perfect. And sometimes it feels like you're guessing, but ultimately what you are doing is you are helping drill down on who you're going to serve and who you're not. Okay. The King's Code, we have two primary uh, avatars, one that's a younger guy and one that's an older guy. And so our messaging is usually targeted to those two avatars that we've created. Um, inside like rule your realm. It's a little bit different. That's my other company. Um, and, and it's going to be different for you, but getting an idea because the reason why we're doing this is not just for the messaging purpose in and of itself, but this is also, excuse me. It's also for when you have to create an ad or have somebody on your team, create an ad or write an email. I'm not writing to the masses anymore. I am writing to my one avatar, that one person that I have in mind, and I'm formulating my message to that person. Although the message is going to be seen by hopefully hundreds, if not thousands, it is one of those things where I'm getting clear on who I am writing for. And that way I will appeal to that person and and possibly and preferably repel the people that are not my perfect client. Is that sinking in? Does that make sense? This is important. Um, and, and understanding the goals and the values of your perfect client, the demographics, uh, uh, where are they gathering their information as well? And most importantly, what I believe is really crucially important is understanding their challenges, their pain points, and their fears. Because fear and, and the avoidance of pain is the most proactive drive that we have as humans. So if you can understand the pain, scratch on that pain, it will cause them to move forward into your offer. Lastly, isn't this good? I hope this is good. Hope you're enjoying this. Lastly, the third step is something that is not talked about very often and not, um, it's just not, well, if it is, it's usually done by a bunch of new age things and that's not my thing, but uh, we'll bring it back around here. So 
Um, if you've ever found yourself in a place where you are wondering, am I really doing what it is that I'm supposed to be doing? Like maybe my life was meant for something more. And it, it really sucks to be in your 40s, 50s, and 60s just thinking about this. And regardless if you are or not, I'm trying to save you some pain of at not liking the answer to that question. So if you think about it now, regardless of your age, you will avoid years of wasting time. So I personally believe that you have been put on this earth for a reason. I believe God has put you on this earth for a reason, okay? Wouldn't it be cool to get paid for that reason? Now, some people are going to not like that. It's going to go, it's going to challenge some belief systems. But ultimately, if you can get paid for what you are awesome at and what you've been put on this earth to do, man, now you wouldn't be wasting time in a, what would feel like a dead-end job or a dead-end business that's turned into a job for you. No, now you're doing the thing and you're pumped up, you're empowered, you're on fire because there is a purpose and a mission and a why behind what it is that you do, okay? So knowing what I call and what some New Agers call a soul purpose, ultimately, guys, that is what you've been called to do. As the Bible says, many are called, but few are chosen. So many have a calling, many, 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 and many are being called. The phone is ringing, but very few make the choice to answer the phone and, and, and choose. I am choosing to answer the call. And so one of the ways that we answer the call is, is not just saying, okay, well, I'm ready. No, no. Now it's saying, God, how do I integrate this calling into the thing that I am doing in the marketplace? Is it supposed to be integrated or is it not? And because you're listening to this, I'm going to say you're cut from the same cloth and say, no, no, we've been called to be an entrepreneur. And I'm not saying we're not called to other things. You probably most certainly are. But how do I use the gifts and desires and passions that God has given me and the purpose that God's put me on this earth for to do something in the marketplace that is going to not only have a massive impact on people's lives and not only bring people to the glory of God and, and, and bring people to the Lord, but also bring in money into the kingdom to do greater things and to accomplish much more. Is that sitting right with anybody? I mean, that's awesome. I love that idea. And so the more you get clear on what your call is, what that sole purpose is, and there are a series of questions that I uh, I go through uh, on one-on-one coaching and, and so forth that you have to ask yourself. Like, if you're not clear on what you've been put on this earth to do, then then ask yourself questions and and really pray. Uh, number first and foremost, I really recommend praying and getting clear on God. What have I? What have you called me to? What is the thing? I, I've always cringed at when I've seen business owners, really successful business owners, sell everything because they believe it's now their calling to be poor and work on the mission field because that's what religious people do. I think that's dumb. Um, if you've been called to be a missionary, then do it. Absolutely. But if that's not what you've been called to do and you're just trying to fit into a, a mold that people are saying you should, well, then forget that. Maybe you've been called to be exactly where you're at in your business to be able to make a bunch of money to continue to support the kingdom and maybe support some of those people that are in those other countries. See what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy. And that's why you have to be careful not just to go by people's opinion. So get clear on what God has put you on this earth to do and what it's supposed to look like now. You have to ask God, what is it supposed to look like now? And some things, indicators that I've used is like, when am I the most creative? When am I the most on fire in my, what I call the realm of awesome, where I am just pumped on fire, wishing that I could do this 24 seven. 
that will be an indicator of which direction I should go, which direction that I've been called to. Now, with all that being said, now when you take the time to ask yourself, what is the bigger purpose? What is the bigger picture here? What is my life's purpose? Um, Why do I believe what I believe? And why does it matter? And I can then formulate a, a, a POV, a point of view, with your unique perspectives on life and God and business and so forth, and you combined all of that, now you know what you stand for. Now you know what you stand against. You've taken the time to think about the results that you bring to others. And it does not matter if you are a minister, a business owner, or an employee. I don't care. There are results that people are going to get interacting with you. Whether there is an actual financial transaction, well, that's something for you to you know think about. But regardless, there's still an emotional, personal transaction happening. And the results that you bring to other people will determine the position that you hold in their mind. So define your message, define your perfect client, and make it all count knowing and tying together what you've been put on this earth to do. It will help you stay the course, stay on track. And guys, I wanna encourage you, if you'd like the full-blown presentation of this, then join us on Facebook. And you can do King's Code, King's Code Movement. We are there. Join the Facebook group. Uh, I'm going to actually be doing the full full presentation live on Facebook. So I would love to have you there. You can also join us at Instagram at King's Code Movement. And uh, we will be posting more and more like this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, guys. Something to think about. Food for thought. You are your brand. So make it count. All right, guys, I hope that was helpful, insightful, and encouraging all at the same time. All right, you are your brand. I would like to invite you guys to continue to go deeper into the King's Code, not only by joining us on Facebook and Instagram, but also joining us inside of our challenge. Go to kingscodechallenge.com.